Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast with another positional comparison show. We're wrapping up running backs this week. So today we've got two more guys coming up for our last episode of the week. We're going to do our full panel episode like we did with the quarterbacks, talking about guys that we love, guys that we hate in this running back group. But today we've got a really fun one. This is the one that I think I'm the most excited to talk about, Ryan. We've got Jameer Gibbs, the previous Georgia Tech running back, now a transplant at Alabama. And the guy that we're going to be pairing him with is Deuce Vaughn, short king Deuce Vaughn, the five foot six. Kansas State running back. I, I'm claiming that title for him now. We need to get t shirts made. Short, Short King, King Deuce Vaughn. Interesting. This, he's going to be the smallest guy in the in the draft class. So, you know, you got to. Guys can't. Guys don't make that much noise for, for players that small. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I guess, first and foremost, Joe, if people are watching the video, why are we both wearing hats and also have green shirts on? I don't know. We both have poor taste, apparently. You're 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 a guy that was like spouting on Twitter yesterday about how he's so Italian and then he's wearing a leprechaun. I'm shirt also today. Irish, okay? <laughs> like what I can be both things. <laughs> I'm so Italian. Here's my leprechaun. <laughs> I'm also a Notre Dame fan. Is that like what when am I supposed to just wear Italian flags everywhere I go? I'm I'm yes. not that I'm not that much of a, a if, if if you're a gonna Jersey Italian. Like if you're going to pretend like you're an Italian swab, uh, snob on Twitter, then you need to just represent it all the time. Personally. I'm not I'm not an Italian snob. I'm just <laughs> I'm more Italian than you are. You've got a what the heck kind of last name is Roberts? Is that Irish? It's, it's an Irish name, but my mom's full Italian. So I got half Irish in me. All right. Doesn't count. If it's not the if you don't have the last name, I'm not counting it. Well, my mom's name was Padula. Does that count? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> oh. My 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 grandmother on that side had a uh, had one of those brick pizza ovens in the backyard. They also had a wine oh, cellar. It, that's not like a. They also had like, a wine cellar. Okay, having a wine cellar is not like a. That's a, pretty Italian, a man. Verification Italian. of of how Italian you are. Nonetheless, we don't need to waste our time on the semantics. You call you, call, you call gravy sauce. That's all I have to say about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm from a more Italian part of New Jersey. What's the, that's where I'm gonna. I'm closing it down. Uh, South Jersey's the, all, not that all, Italian. All, all the Guidos in North Jersey is that what you're claiming right now? Yeah, we, I am oh, because okay, cool. uh, you know the you know Jersey City, uh, you know Summit, not so much Milburn, Nutley, Verona, Montclair. All those areas are much more there's, Italian than there's anything. A, you there's get a town down called south. Nutley. There's a town called Nutley. You've never heard. You know, Nutley is probably the most Italian town that you can find. Uh, like go look through their if you're bored later because you're a recruiting guy. Go look through their high school roster and it's just nothing but Italian names. There's there's nothing else. It's all Italian names. 
Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll do that. I will do that. When you have time. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this running back group, though, Ryan. Before we do it, I just, I just want to tell our listeners about today's sponsor. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That has to be the worst run-on sentence I have ever tried to read, and it's now hitting me how bad it is. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're the English major. Is is that not a a horrendous run-on sentence? It was pretty bad, man. It was pretty bad. Well, I usually tune you out, but uh, that one was was pretty bad. It was pretty. Yeah, rough. we we need a we need a better ad copy. Okay, so Ryan, I I, I got to start this off by saying, out of any of the running backs I've watched, and and I like Bijan Robinson. I want to make it make it clear that I didn't not like Bijan, but out of anybody that I watched, I was the most excited watching. Jameer Gibbs, the new Alabama running back. There's just something about him, man. It, it's it's this quick hit acceleration that it takes him no time to accelerate when he hits an open lane. And mm-hmm. the fluidity to me is is the most exciting part, is that he's, he's just such a fluid mo- mover. He's got really good contact balance. He's really, really good at cutting. And kind of like what I talked about with Zach Evans, I think even more so applies in this circumstance when he gets past that first line of defenders and he hits a hole, he brings this kick returner mentality to running the football. And he weaves in and out of, of defenders, in and out of the secondary. That, to me, makes it so exciting to watch because this is a kid who is a home run hitter on any given down. And he is a kick returner as well, so it makes sense that he has that background. He's got the field vision. I agree with you completely. Here's the, I don't know if it's a hot take, Joe. I put it on Twitter. I, I, I kind of uh, left it very like, it was very hard to read, I guess. I would take Jameer Gibbs in the first round. Oh, yeah, that's not a hot take. Well, yeah. I, I I don't know if you follow the, not follow, I don't know if you pay attention to the videos I put out on the Hack City YouTube. I was so inspired by watching Jameer Gibbs. I did a quick little five-minute take video, which I'm trying to do more over the summer. Yeah. I, I'm going to proclaim now, the kid's going to win the Heisman. So? I don't think I don't think that that should be a hot take. That should not be a hot a hot take. There's going to be so much attention put on Bryce Young this upcoming season and trying to slow down that passing game. They also lost two of their better receivers. It mm-hmm. is going to be very run dependent. And if you give that kid good blocking, which he did not have at Georgia Tech, he is going to put up some stupid astronomical numbers. What do you mean only two of their best receivers? You're forgetting Slade Bolton as well. How dare you do? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you can uh, include Jaleel Billingsley. They lost him too. Yes, you, and yeah, and I mean they just lost Brian Robinson too, right? To to the draft as well. Went in the third round. So I, I think that you can. It's a clear ascension for him as the number one running back. Even though there was there are still talented running backs in the group like Trey Trey Sanders and them. But yeah, Gibbs is special, man. Hey Joe, here's a question. I'm, I'm going to ask you, and I and I want an honest answer. Okay, honest answer. Okay, you're on the board. You need a running back. I don't care what your system is, just in a vacuum. Who are you taking, Bijan or Jameer Gibbs? I feel Jameer, like you're Jameer Gibbs. Are you a Gibbs guy? Number yeah. one, running back I, one. Yeah, 
I'm high. I, I look. I love Bijan Robinson. I, I like Bijan Robinson, and I think that if Jameer wasn't in this class, I would have just sat down and proclaimed that Bijan was running back one. But I, I know he has that home run ability, but mm-hmm. the explosiveness and the ability to take any touch to the house from Jameer doing it on a, on a team that was terrible. It was horrible. It was pathetic yeah. to watch that offensive line, some of those receivers. The fact that he was doing that stuff at Georgia Tech is just, it's scary. It's frightening. You, sh- you should put on Twitter that, that that's your take, that Jameer Gibbs is running back one for next year. That will get a lot of play. It really will. Well, I, I tweeted a couple clips and it got some good run. Yeah. I, I, my comp for him is Jamal Charles, and I, I really like the comp. I do. I, th- I think that... Jamal Charles was a little faster. I mean, he was like a 4-3 dude, right? And Jameer's probably more 4-4 dude, but like still just fast, silly fast. Mm-hmm. I think he has pretty good vision, especially second-level vision. Like he makes running linebackers look pretty bad in space when he breaks to the second level. Great hands, easy catcher of the football, explosive. There's not really any holes, honestly, because I thought he was going to be kind of a down-on-first-contact type of runner too, but like he breaks some tackles too. Like it's not – I mean, he's not going to yeah. – He's not going to truck guys like Bijan will occasionally, but like he slips a lot of tackles, which is fine, right? So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm there, man. Like second best running back in this class that I've evaluated, in my opinion, at this point, much different player than Bijan and a couple of these running backs that we've that we've taken a look at so far. But if you're looking for a dynamic element to the game, if you're looking for pass catching, if you're looking for a guy that is in the Alvin Kamara. Dalvin Cook type of universe as a runner as far as style that he brings to the game. Jameer's special. He is. He really is a special player. Yeah, I really think that at the next level, and, and we're going to get to see it at its full scope this year when he's at Alabama. When he ma- Once he makes it to the NFL, he's a guy that you can scheme a lot of touches around. And they weren't doing that really at Georgia. He just He just happened to be open more than his receivers were, and he got a lot of you know, dump off passes. They did get him some screens and some things like that. But when he was getting intentional touches, like the the guy was 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 lighting things up. But uh, so the one thing I'm just kind of curious on is, you think that that Bijan is is faster than Jameer? No, no, not faster. I, I'd say I'd say Bijan is like a mid four four type of dude, like four okay. four five ish. But for 221 pounds, it's flying. I would yeah. say gear. I'd say Jameer's four four fast, like four four flat, maybe four three eight somewhere in that ballpark. And okay. he's a lot. Qu- he's obviously a lot quicker than Bijan because he's smaller. I mean, he's like twenty pounds lighter. So, yeah, I, I was gonna say at least high four threes for for Jameer. I mean, it, it's it's, it's noticeable how how fast he is. I mean, he's a kick returner, pass receiver. I actually thought pass blocking wasn't bad either. Like it needs to improve, but it was mm-hmm. solid. Like he had some moments in pass protection where I was like, okay, I, I can get behind that. Like he's decent enough. So there's just not really many holes in him. I mean, he's not the biggest back in the world. So maybe he's going to be destined to be a part of a, a platoon approach as far as like an early down ball carrier. But I mean, the kid should touch the ball 250 plus times a year. Like he's that type of dude. So yeah, he's a special kid, special kid for sure. Talking on the other guy, Who's not a very good pass blocker for obvious Speaking reasons. of special, speaking of special, go ahead. Let's <laughs> don't make fun of my my transition. Um, Deuce Vaughn, though, Kansas State running back, short king Deuce Vaughn. He can't really do a whole lot as as a blocker. I just have to throw that. We're we're getting that off. The, that that is the one main negative with him because he's so freaking tiny. Like I watched him try to block a couple times, and, and he 
puts his body, you know, he throws his body at guys, but he just, he, he can't do a whole lot. And, and the, you do kind of see, I was very impressed by him and I really liked him, but mm-hmm. the size limitations I think are at least noticeable, but not like a major detriment. Yeah. Now he's, look, Deuce Wallen's not going to carry 250 times in a season. Like, it's just not going to be him. But, like, I can see him being 100 to 150 carries and have 80 receptions. Like, I think that he's that type of dude. I really do. I mean, even in the games that it was perceived that he was shut down, right, he would still have 7 to 10 catches, right, and at, like, 100 yards receiving. So he's – there's dynamic ability to a guy like a Deuce. I think he's, qu- he's incredibly quick. I think he's slippery. And I think he's very explosive just in general. And he's just got an understanding of how to attack space. He's never going to be a tackle breaker because, again, the kid's listed at 5'6", 176 pounds, which in reality says he's 5'5", and some change, maybe a buck seventy. Like, he's a smaller backer. There's no doubt about it. But this kid, I think, is a special player in space. I think he brings a huge baseline as a pass receiver. I think there's a clear translation to him playing a lot of football on the next level. And, again, like, he's not – going to be drafted over a couple of the running backs that we've talked this week because he doesn't have early down ball carrier upside as far as a volume perspective but like he's going to play a lot in the nfl like there's no doubt about it yeah and i think that there you can find a parallel to jameer gibbs in the sense that he he's the guy with any touch that you give him it can be a touchdown you give him a little bit of space and it can be a touchdown so you're coupling mm-hmm. a guy who has elite breakaway speed elite quickness, elusiveness, but the fact that he's so small mm-hmm. and you use the word slippery, and I think the word slippery can be overused at times when we're talking about receivers and running backs and such, but man, th- this has got to be one of the most slippery guys I've ever seen. Like he, he squeaks his way through holes. Like he, he's like a mouse. Like he's just, he's, he's so tiny that guys can't really catch him because he's so small. But the, like the one thing that does come with that. And it's not like I saw it a ton of times. If he doesn't create that like enough separation, he's so light that it doesn't really take a whole lot to to drag him down. Now, even no matter how strong he is, he's not going to be able to work through a, a three hundred pound defensive tackle that grabs him with one arm. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not going to be a great inside runner, right? But right. like, I think running some inside zone coupled with an outside zone heavy approach, I think that he can run and you know he can do effectiveness on the ground because. The one thing that people are going to talk about a lot, and we actually talked about a little bit yesterday, just you know, kind of talking after the podcast, was some people are going to say like durability stuff. And durability for me is not a concern until it is, right? And like Deuce Vaughn has carried a heavy workload for Kansas State over the last two years. Like, and he's had no durability concerns at all. I mean, he ran for over 1,400 yards last year, just on the ground, plus the 40 something catches that he had in the passing game as well. So I, I think that he is determined runner like he's not going to break tackles but he's going to slip some tackles right he's going to do that stuff and i think he's going to work to the perimeter a little bit he is a much better version in my opinion of boston scott boston scott has been a pretty he's, solid boston player Scott's slow too he's not that fast I think yeah he's, like he's a only four, six I guy i think he's like a four or five high guy yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not too fast but i mean he's been a really solid contributor for the eagles despite being five five 180 pounds like there's similar size profiles but I think that this is just a much more juiced up version of a Boston Scott because I don't want to compare him to Darren Sproles, even though there are some parallels because people are going to call it lazy because they're roughly the same size, but they also both went to Kansas State. So people are going to call it lazy, but mm-hmm. there are some parallels to a Darren Sproles, if we're being honest. I get the parallels to Darren Sproles, but part of me, part of me kind of thinks, and maybe I'm just, I haven't watched Darren Sproles enough recently, 
Part mm-hmm. of me kind of thinks that that Vaughn's more explosive. Like he's it, like Sproles was shifty, but I just I, I feel like there's more there's more explosiveness to with a guy like Vaughn. I, I like I, Sproles was so good because he was a good receiver and he, you know he could get a, a good amount of carries and he was durable for a player that small. But I I, I don't I wasn't as as juiced up watching him as I was compared to Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn, uh, I mean, Darren Sproles, I'm trying to look at real quick. I think he ran like 4-3 something, though, man. Yeah. I think do he you ran think like 4 threes. Do you think Vaughn's a 4-2 guy? I think you said that the other day. No, no. I, I think he might be a 4-3 something guy, though. Okay. He's fast. He's fast. He's um, he's probably going to run slight. Uh, I was wrong. Darren Sproles is 4-4-9, which is still a pretty good time. So, um, Dude, he had 23 reps at two and a quarter, Darren Sproles. Dude, but that, let's be real. How long are his arms? That's like. I have a so I have 28 one of my, and 28 and a quarter inches. One long. of my one of my best friends from high school, and I haven't talked to him in a while, but I played lacrosse and hockey with him. He was he was five four five five, so probably the same size as Deuce Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And he could, you know, just wrap out on bench, but like you're watching him bench, and it's like, okay, he's going half the distance I have to go to get the bar up. So it's like, how much stronger is he really than me? When the the dis, I don't know. I just I don't know if I really counted those twenty two reps. <laughs> it's like an Ant Man effect, right? Yeah. Like, yeah now bit. he um, it, Darren Sproles was a freak though. Still twenty two twenty three reps at that size is still pretty insane right. at two and a quarter. But yeah, he's. I mean, I, I think he's. I think he's electric. The only thing that I don't like about his profile is those types of guys. I would usually like to be return men. And he doesn't return like he returned. I think yeah. a couple kicks as a freshman. Like he de- he doesn't return punts. He's, he's not the main kick returner. It's just. Well, do you think that maybe part of that was the coaching staff just being leery of of not wanting to sure. him getting hit yeah. too much? Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, I mean, no, no. If I was a, if I was a coaching staff, I probably wouldn't make him return kicks or punts either. I'm just saying for an NFL draft evaluation, you would like a guy that's going to be a situational pass catchings, undersized running back to also return kicks potentially. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think he would be good at both kick and punt returns. I think he's twitchy enough to be a punt returner, make a guy miss and kick return. I think he's got enough straight line speed where he would be a, a good player in that regard too. So I would just like him to have some type of background. It's like Jameer Gibbs has the great kick return background, right? Like I would like him to just have more of a kick return background, you know, just for my general evaluation, if that makes sense. We've already established where we both kind of see Jameer, and I, I think we both agree that this is a first-round kid. Mm-hmm. But with Deuce Vaughn and his, you know, some of his physical caveats that are going to yeah. come into play with with his evaluation and his projection, like realistically, like where where do you see him going, and maybe would, like where would you take him? I guess this is like a two-part approach to this. I could see him going anywhere around three to five, somewhere in that ballpark. I would personally take him late day two. I would take him in the third round if I'm looking for a guy to be a dynamic weapon in my offense. Cause I think that you don't, I don't think you have to label him as a running back, dude. Like he can, he's a guy that could go in the slot. He could do things in space. Like he's not just a pure running back. Like there's a lot of things he could bring to, to an offense. So I would, I would draft him late day two. I would, but I mean, he's an undersized running back. So you could tell him he goes in fourth round and be like, yeah, okay, cool. Fifth round, cool. Whatever. We just saw Kyron Williams, and this is a much different player than Kyron Williams, but Kyron Williams went in the fifth round. He had fantastic film, and he brings kind of some of the same baselines mm-hmm. as a Deuce Vaughn, just in a different type of package. So, I mean, you could, you could convince me that he's a mid-round pick, but 
I would take him late day too, just because I think he has that dynamic ability that as, as an offense, I think an offensive coordinator can get so like, can you imagine this kid? And we're talking about Darren Sproles a lot. Like if Sean Payton was still coaching the saints, could you imagine this kid with Sean Payton? Like just dynamic man, just dynamic type of element. Or I'm trying to think of some other teams off the top of our heads that the saints is the obvious one, but that offense yeah. might look completely Any, different. Any team that has Tom Brady, like you know, as right. a pass catching running back, like like I almost think that like you throw you throw him in on the Chargers team that's already got like I, I don't know why that that came to mind. Maybe it's the Sproles of Eckler, yeah, Eckler, yeah, or and, even and, even with like Cincinnati because they're they're trying to look for a, a guy to replace the Giovanni Bernard type of role in their right. offense behind Mixon. Like that type of dude with Mixon would be fantastic in my opinion. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Like in a vacuum. If I'm not concerned about the size and he's shown durability, assuming nothing happens this upcoming year, he's got a decent amount of touches under his belt, which might draw some concern in a vacuum. Like, I think I'm putting him as the third running back that I've watched. Like, I think I, I would put him put him up there just based off of that, that pure talent, that explosiveness. I know that probably counterintuitive and against the grain of most people that would probably put Tank Bigsby there because he's... Yeah a bigger, more powerful, durable type running back. But I, I think you're getting a weapon that can do so many different things for your all, offense. Like I, I liked it when they they stuck him in the slot and he's mm -hmm. almost so small and so casual of a route runner, he gets lost, which is yes, he does. what makes him a, a, a legitimate threat. So as to what you're saying, I would take him somewhere on day two. I think realistically, he's probably going to go early day three because teams are going to have all the film. They're going to have all the uh, the evaluation. Um, they're going to have all of his numbers. He's probably going to kill it at the combine. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be a bunch of jackasses in scouting departments. They're like, but he's five, six. So we got to move him down a couple spots in order to justify taking him. Yeah, uh, it's probably going to happen, man. I'll, I'll say this kind of the last note is of the guys I've watched, I would put, probably put Zach Evans in at number three, but I know I was a little higher on Evans than you were personally. Just slightly. There, we, We've had a lot of guys that we haven't watched yet. Obviously, we can't get to everybody this week, but there's other guys, you know, like Sean Tucker from Syracuse and Kendra Miller, I know, is a guy that has some fans from TCU and Lou Nichols the third, who was a Central Michigan guy who actually led college football in rushing last year, Blake Corum. There's a lot of guys that we want to get to, obviously. Quick note on Jameer Gibbs, Joe. He was born in 2002, so he's also very young, man. He's 20? Very, yeah. Yeah, 20. He was born... March twentieth, two thousand and two. Dude, oh, I'm, that's fine. My I'm telling birthday. you, I'm telling you, man. This is a he has not that many touches at Georgia Tech because again, they didn't properly use him. A lot yes. of his touches were receptions. There were a bunch of games where you look at his stat line, got like only like ten carries, eleven carries. So mm -hmm. not overworked. He's going to go to Alabama and add a little tread to the tires. But dude, man, young running back. No necessary injury history that's that's concerning. I think he had something when I looked it up. I might be yeah. wrong. Don't don't quote me on that. I, but mm -hmm. it, come on, man! Like that is that is fantastic. What a, what he is as a prospect. I don't mean to just keep circling back the same take, but I he might be my my draft crush already. I, I think I've well, already yeah. found one, and I haven't watched any other positions. Deuce Vaughn also pretty young. He was November second, two thousand one. So he will be. 22 as a rookie. That's good. And Zach Charbonnet is actually pretty young as well, even though he's a four-year guy. It's wrestling. Okay, cool. Dude, the running back class is nutty. It's just crazy. Yeah. Crazy. We're going to round up the running back class on our next episode. Be sure to tune into that. Hit subscribe on Hack City's YouTube or the audio feed wherever you're tuning in. 
at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, and at NFL Prospects Pod on Twitter. Talk to you later, folks. Enjoy your day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.